Have you ever worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Thursday. You know what that means. It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where I talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where I talk about all things geek, the podcast where in one show we review everything we've watched, played, read, etc., etc., etc. We're your hosts. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Phil. It's Thursday. What can I say? You know what? It would be better if it was Wednesday, but it's Thursday. So it's, okay. it's Thursday. Um, yeah, this week's been interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I, I see you're 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 peddling your wares. Yes, putting, yes. Uh, putting some casts out and whatnot. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's crazy how fast everything moves. Um, but yeah, the other show. Um. Yeah, the other show's got merch. Um, Whoa, we have to talk about that after. <laughs> um, but yeah, right no, things are going really well. Uh, just so tired today. Like I am exhausted. I'll tell you. Like yesterday, well, all this week, really, I've been complaining about being tired. And a friend of mine said, "Are you sure you're okay?" <laughs> and I had to think about that and I came up with a response that was really complicated. Yeah. And it basically comes down to a little bit of depression, a little bit of frustration with the COVID thing and a lot of exhaustion from work and not sleeping right. Yeah. So, you know what? Last night I treated myself. I just basically went to bed at like 1030, like old man Phil does. And I didn't wake up until seven o'clock this morning. That is fantastic. And You're lucky. It, it was just a great sleep. And I know that you battle that. Yeah. And I know for the past few nights, I have been doing like five hour sleeps or less. And it's just exhausting me. Yeah. Exhausting. So I'm, I know how you feel. I'm at three hours right now. Broken sleep on top of it all. Like I honestly have no idea how I'm functioning sometimes. Um, my fuse is like at the all time low. <laughs> so <laughs> like, crazy, you know, man. I'm just, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. All things considered. It's just like, it's just been really busy with work. Uh, you know, I, you know me, um, I like to keep myself busy, but sometimes, you know, it's that, it's that, it's that line, right? Yeah. I say that at work. I, I like to be busy. And then there are days, today was a day where it wasn't absolutely crazy nutso for 10 hours. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I can take this. I, it's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I got my dad his Father's Day present. It just came in the mail oh. like half an hour ago. It's uh, the and? 2021 jersey, TFC. Oh, sweet. It was on yeah, sale. I've got. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I can't imagine that sales are good with everything not being open, especially here in Canada, at least yeah. in the States. The teams are even operating at a limited capacity. Yeah. It's still, you know, one of those things where if you go, it's going to be even that much more special of an event and you might yeah. commemorate it. Exactly. So I'm sure that the sales as, you know, they could be better, but they could be it, worse. Look, I, you know, the shirts, they cost 180 on a good day. Um, yep. we got this, the authentic one, no name. I don't like putting names on the back for one thirty. Not bad at all. I think. I yeah. Paid not bad. Right. Forty. I think I paid about one forty with a seasons yeah. discount and everything yeah. and, and the promo, but yeah, that's a good deal. It's a good deal. Yeah, it's, it's a nice deal. shirt. Too. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. The crests feel legit, you know? Yeah. They've done a lot of work on them because yeah. they're like 3D now. When you run your finger over, you feel yeah the letters and the, the yeah. textures. Exactly. Whereas before, they used to just be like, remember when they first started and they were just felt? <laughs> not not even. <laughs> no, remember, it was legitimately glued on felt. <laughs> yeah. Remember the original Toronto shirt like before? Yeah. The sponsor? I've got one. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That was... That was where I was like, really? This is the crest? Like, yeah. it looks good, but man, yeah. I know. Like, we can get nerdy over that, like, real sweaty. Yeah. But <laughs> my favorite was still when we were in the audience. Adidas store getting the uh, um, the preview to the New Jersey. And, you know, Boris being Boris, all in Nike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here, here I worked out a deal. You know what I had to do to get that deal? Like this is this is how crazy that get was. Get on your knees. I had to get no, I had to get the store manager the uh set of tickets to see the New York Red Bulls play TFC at BMO Field that year because Thierry Henry was on the New York Red Bulls at the time and yep. his favorite all time player was Thierry Henry. So I got him two tickets. That's funny. So that we could get the world exclusive because that was the same template as the World Cup shirts yep. that year. Exactly. Yep. So the shit, the shit, the th- things that you and I pulled. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. One day, one day we'll share stories on this show about all that stuff. Feels like a lifetime ago. I'm serious. It, I, I talked this week, like I talked this week to a, a woman who was involved in the Sons of Ben. Yeah. And they actually have a documentary out. And I watched that this week, the Sons of Ben. And holy crap, like it's a full on movie wow it, it's not on netflix right now but it was on netflix i bought That's it crazy and it's a full-on doc about the fact that they went years without even a professional team with the supporters group yeah <laughs> just the struggles and the and how it absolutely tore the president's and executive council's personal lives apart yep like we all know we preach from the same book, man. I'm like, hey, this this happened to me, <laughs> man. Just this I happened don't know. to Boris. Yeah, fuck, it's insane. <laughs> like seriously, it's insane. Um, 
Yeah, it's just it's crazy when you think about like everything that we've gone through. It's just like yeah. holy crap, and it does feel like a lifetime ago. Like it honestly feels like a fever dream. Actually, it's funny because I saw someone today on Facebook complaining about the. Um, they were complaining about something, and somehow the hacks came up, and I just got I got PTSD when I saw that. Yeah, it's yeah. What a world. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff we endured. That's all oh, I can yeah. say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, anyways. But, yeah. Um, and then my brother's Father's Day gift, because I always get him something, because, you know, he was always there for me and whatnot. Um, I got him Pokemon Snap. It's mainly a present for mm. my nephew, like the little one. But, you know, they can mm-hmm. play together. So. Yeah. Get some of dad's hair for an yeah, afternoon. Exactly. You can have a beer and a barbecue or something. Exactly. Right? So, like, so yeah, so you gotta take that. your wins, man. And I'm gonna see them on Saturday, so that's like the first time I'm seeing them since August. Holy crap! Yeah, well, good for you guys. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward like, to that. I, I, I haven't decided on the Father's Day gift. I don't know. I might go out and buy him some lotto tickets for, uh, for <laughs> uh, Super Seven there with 140 million up for grabs. Because yep. if he wins, I win. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. I said to him tonight, I'm like, what do you want for Father's Day? And he goes, I don't know. And I'm like, we got everything. Like, if there's something yeah. we want, we go out and we get it. Like, it's two guys here. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, whatever whatever we want. And he's taking a break, uh, a break from having beer or anything. So I'm like, all right, I can respect that. I'm not going to, you know, force you into something you don't want to do. You're taking a little bit of a health break and a clearing up a bit so good for you so yeah but i will say this week i did get something in the mail i know what you got i was gonna that was i was gonna that was this is gonna be my segue into i think you treated yourself to a father's day gift well i've been after this for a while as i said it's your birthday present actually was it no i ordered it on my birthday present was the darth uh uh revan light oh yeah 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 because that, that was super geek me. But what I did was back in April, I was perusing Amazon and they had the two upcoming Hasbro Black Series helmets that were supposed to release on June 1st. For some reason, EB and Toys R Us in Canada got them on April 28th. So I'm really confused about the release schedule. But anyhow, so what I did was I pre-ordered the Mandalorian helmet. And at the same time, I had purchased that Cardinal, uh, the red uh, uh, Stormtrooper from Force Awakens helmet type thing. And it's not from the Rise of Skywalker. It is actually a first order Stormtrooper helmet in red. It's from the book for uh, Phasma. So that was her main adversary was a first order trooper in red. So anyhow, it that was only distributed at Target and toys are us here in canada i missed the window on it and i paid a premium price for it like i said i basically bought a scalper version so someone still had supply and i paid 300 dollars for it which i'm not incredibly happy about but it still is within the realm of if hasbro are charging nearly 200 it's an extra hundred for a convenience fee because these things skyrocket exactly a lot yeah. So if you don't get it within a reasonable window, you're screwed. Yeah. So I pre-ordered 
the Mandalorian helmet and I skipped the white first order helmet because I don't need another white stormtrooper. I already got stormtroopers by far are my collection. I have four in total. So I'm like, all right. And June 1st gets here. No helmet. And June just keeps on winding on and winding on. No helmet, no helmet, no helmet. Now I held my pre-order and I ordered this one for 300 bucks. And I was like, we'll see what happens because the shipping looked a bit sketchy on it. I'll be honest. It said that it was going to try to be here between June 17th and June 20 something. Right. Uh, and it also charged me for shipping. So it was like two ninety plus five dollars and sixty one cents for shipping. Yeah. Which seemed odd to me. So I'm like, oh, I don't know where this is coming from. The reviews are good, but mm, we'll see. It's not prime. And sure enough, I got the shipping notification earlier this week on Tuesday, I think. And it showed up on Wednesday, a day ahead of the minimum that they nice. said. And it was shipped in the actual box from Hasbro. So it said action figure helmet on it. And man, is it ever beautiful. It yeah. is a really, like for a piece of plastic, I gotta say, holy crap. Yeah. It looks great. It fits great. I don't like the Boba ones as much. The Boba Fett 2 that I have, I have the 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 um the actual Boba Fett from Empire and Return, and I have the Boba Fett uh 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 the one that they did, the white one. Yeah. The uh the the pre-Boba Fett, like the concept idea. So anyhow, I don't like those because the bottom piece that is really wide. It's really wide on those, and that's the way Boba Fett is. And when you put the helmet on, it just looks a bit dorky. Yeah, it just doesn't fit your head as a person unless you have a full gitch on of armor. Yeah, but with the with this Mandalorian one, you can actually pop it on your head, and you're like, "Hey, it's tailored a lot better for just posing with." Yeah, a lot better than most of the others. Very nice. So, I gotta yeah, get me one of those. I think that that I have room for that to get me one helmet. I gotta do that. You have to choose, right? You have to choose exactly. wisely. <laughs> Indiana <laughs> Jones now. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, oh, uh, they're, they're releasing of, more this summer. So, Speaking of choosing or, wisely, I got the email, the shipping notification from Lego. My Batmobile's on the way. I was going to say, I've been seeing order fulfillments across uh, YouTube on that one. So. Yep. I, I was going to tell you this week, it's coming, if it yep. hasn't already. I got I got it, I forget when. This whole week kind of just meshed into one big shit show. But yeah, I got that. Um, and something that we were going to talk about on the weekend, but we just ran out of time because we were talking all E3, um, and that's the, um, you know, I, I, I when we were talking about the Ecto-1, I was going to bring this up, mm -hmm. that the other one that I'm actually really looking forward to might be the nerdiest thing ever but i don't know why i want it so badly it's a typewriter yeah it, it, that one surprised me this week honestly that one um it's a bit expensive it's a lot of technic just to give you that fair warning right yeah. because i would have rated that you want the r2d2 ahead of the typewriter probably but realistically the yes. r2d2 the r2d2 is a technic heavy build as well 
Now, I, that has taken it out of the running for me because as fun as Technic is, I really hate it sometimes when I don't mind a substructure of a vehicle or that type of thing to be Technic. I get it. It gives strength, rigidity, and minimizes weight and stacking bricks and stuff like that. I get it. It's it's fine on that. But when yeah. you look at gearing and stuff like that, I'm like the carriage movement and everything. I'm curious to see a live build. Same. And just Same. see how intricate some of this is because the features on it look good enough that I'm like, that requires an awful lot. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah. Before I forget, take a good picture of the helmet. Let's put it up on our socials. It's been a while since we've put up our toys on social. Yeah, will do. Um, the other thing that I'll say that surprised me this week out of Lego was that they are they they've in the past year collaborated with Adidas to make wearable sneakers with Lego accessories That's on insane. the shoe. Uh they're not really Lego but they're made to look like yeah, Lego. Still. The collaboration has now officially gone the other way and Lego are releasing an Adidas Lego shoe. Oh god. So an actual like the 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 classic, you know, tennis flat shoe and it looks pretty damn good and it's got the actual laces from adidas so you have to oh lace my god. it up. it's just it's just a fun thing if you're a shoe nerd that is something that to me is just so bloody pop culture it's hilarious how how penetrating that shoe has been over our entire lifetime yeah, yeah. and there it is in lego form I never thought, and they got the shapes down and whatnot. It's not perfect. It's still Lego. Yeah. Yeah. You know uh, what? I forget. Just because it's not my thing. I don't care. For me, if I choose comfortable, I'll wear it. That's all I care about shoes. But I always forget just like how intense shoe collectors are. You know, just like comic collectors, just like, you know, figure collector. It's it's just another thing. I, I, you know, I, I always forget about that section of the of the of the sneaker kick yeah collector well you think about all the services that basically get attributed with ruining what's going on in the PS5 in Xbox scalper space yeah it's born out of the fact that this was all sneaker crap yes right like this this is all the services that the sneaker sneakerheads like, use Specifically, the links, like the, the the bots and like those services where you pay X a month and you get links in your inbox before anyone does, like that. That's that's yeah. what you're referring to, yeah, yeah. And and that that's the backbone that established basically how all of this works. Yeah. So it's a thing. It's it's a legit culture, right? Like people collect that stuff and they love it so good for them yeah um, whatever I, makes you happy I just man look at it like i you know what it pisses people piss me off because people always take a look at collectors and like shit on them it's like how much money are you spending collecting is for kids blah 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 but man whatever makes you happy just fucking do it like i remember and and, and i'm sure that a lot of people especially around my age can relate to this and i'm sure even people around your age are roughly the same um now the geek 
has been accepted, right? Say what yeah. you want about the show. Big Bang Theory made geeks popular. Say what you want. Yep. You can hate the show. You can love the show. You can I know I know a lot of people who loathe the show. But like it or not, it made the geek stuff relevant. And I'm not saying it's the only thing, right? Like the MCU had a huge part in it, um, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. Like it, it was just the perfect time. But geek and geekery and geek stuff and pop culture stuff, the stuff that we talk about on this show became relevant over the past five to ten years. Now, yep. you know, and what's funny is that like I've always been a geek. I've always been into this stuff. But, you know, in high school, university, I kind of, I didn't. I don't want to say shy away from it, but it wasn't top of my mind type thing, right? Like it, it was kind of secondary. I would rather do other stuff. Or if someone found out I liked that stuff, it was kind of like, oh no, no, that's not true, right? Like it's kind of funny how that works. Um, but now I'm noticing that like people just accept it, and when it is what it is, and it's kind of like there's a whole subculture to it, and like a you know similar to us and our soccer supporter groups, right? Like, it's a whole other yep. thing. Yeah, and, like, really, that was the show that, to be honest, it, it ran for, like, 10 years, and it ended two or three years ago. Yeah, it just um, recently so it, ended. It's quite, yeah, it, it's quite a run that it had. But in watching that, it re-enabled my embracing of my geekdom. Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing, right? Like, when I looked at or and collecting and all that kind of stuff, when I looked at that show and I saw that this was more way more mainstream than I recalled. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what? I I I'm gonna let myself really indulge in Star Wars. I'm gonna let myself indulge in Lego. I'm gonna choose my little horses here and go to town, uh, as well as media and things like that. And you're right, it did couple very well with the MCU and its it's run like it's, yeah. it's successful popular run which i still think those movies would be popular but they were only made more popular yeah you know and, and the same with star wars and all of the stuff star trek all of those franchises benefited from that kind of organic exposure even though it's probably the least organic show on television that's and whatnot, the funny part but yeah yeah, but the fact is, is that it strikes people as authentic. You, the funny part right? is, is like, say what you want about that show. That's probably been the best promotion of WB DC Comics. Period. Yes, yes, and that's that's hilarious because you are right. They constantly mine on Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, almost every single accessory and comment is based out of the dc universe because there was a few episodes that were really focused on star trek there were a few that were focused on star wars there was there was some light touching of those franchises right and and some light touching of other marvel characters but by and large the flash everything was heavily heavily identified in it yeah well, because it's produced by WB, right? So it just makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they. That's what I mean. You'd think yeah. it's organic, but it's yeah. actually it's, very, it, very targeted. It's no different than G.I. Joe and Transformers, right? Like, it's kind of... Yeah. When you really think about it. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know what's funny? <laughs> so some people might be wondering, why are we 
constantly just talking about random stuff on this Thursday midweek episode. And that's because this is the feedback that I've gotten. Um, we jump straight into news for the most part now on Sundays. So people want to hear about like our random stuff. Um, so, you know, and that's what this midweek episode is going to be. You know, we'll have a guest here and there. We'll, you know, the midweek episode is just going to be, you know, a podcast for being a podcast. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the banter. Like literally lately, Boris and I don't even talk that much during the week. Like the <laughs> side true. chatter is even quiet. So that it's like, well, we can't just go into the show and be like, Hey, so what'd you do this week? Uh, I, I made pizza. I know I saw the pic. Yeah. <laughs> but And that's the thing. Like I find that it, it's working better because we do actually, it's just us talking. It's just, this is, you know, or, or, you know, before when we would chat or have a phone call at midnight, this is the stuff that we would talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now it's, it's like something legit. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that the geek train doesn't stop for either of us because on top of all this that's going on here, we are watching our shows and playing our games and I got to say, like, this week, I've been playing a little more Ratchet and Clank, a Rift Apart. And I figured out something this week that wasn't readily apparent to me. So I was playing on the default setting, which looked good. I got to say, the game looks great. And then I changed it to graphics mode. Yeah. And it went to 4K at 30 frames per second. And I got pretty upset because I was like, you know what? The I could notice the frame rate drop. So it felt choppy. And it's not like it was going to 15 or, or something like that. It just felt choppy. I was like, no, I, I got used to the buttery smooth 60 frames per second. So I went back to that mode. And then I watched a video on the other mode that I didn't click the other way over to on either side of the settings and i found uh, a fidelity ray tracing mode yeah so you get 60 frames per second and you get ray tracing and i gotta say i know we've complained about people talking about ray tracing i know that we've said that we're sick of hearing about ray tracing i gotta say ray tracing is pretty freaking rad (laughs) yeah look i I get it 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 is it adds something amazing to the look and the feel of the games it's mm-hmm. just like the, it's the way that pc players talk about ray tracing you would think that you know they don't give a shit about gameplay they don't give a shit about story they don't give a shit about anything else but does it have ray tracing you know like um mm-hmm. you know it, it's 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 just one of those things that always made me laugh yeah i i found that this was the perfect combination of things the frame rate plus the ray tracing it makes it, it gives you a real depth to it. That's for sure. It gives you a real feel. It, it's almost to the point since I've turned it on, I haven't been able to advance off the level because I'm like continually just dropping my jaw and going, "What the hell?" Like yeah. it, it was a good level to enable it on. Yeah. So good for them, like they, to come out and get an actual. By all reviews that I've seen, this is truly the the first next gen must have, and. Yeah, it's an entertaining game like we talked about. It's fun to play a game and not have to feel like I have to learn a system or commit to it like a marriage. 
yeah, or anything like that, and then feel like I could put it down, play something else, pick it up, and have to relearn it. No, I can just play it. You know what I mean? Like, there's it's not rocket science here. It's it's yeah. a fun game. That's what I liked about Immortals: Phoenix Rising. It was just a fun game that you can put down yeah. and pick up at any given time. You know, and and that that's sometimes that's just what I want to play. Like, yeah, I just I don't have the time anymore to commit to like these last of us two you know um ghost of shishima yeah just you know those types of in-depth stories like i just want to play something fun mindless mindless fun and 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 whatever but yeah um yeah. so you're so you're liking it you're liking it a lot yeah, I, I'd give it a, a definite, from me, a two thumbs up if you have a PS5. The only downside is, is that if you don't have a PS5, obviously it's not a title that you can access, which was kind of a funny outcome of E3 this week, which I found myself wondering this, and I know that there's been news since then to assist on this, but I found it hilarious how the Xbox game event was very specific, and we talked about it because it was live happening. But in retrospect, it was very specific about games being for the X and S consoles yep. without talking about the one. And it's all coming on day in, day, day one type thing uh, on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. So I was wondering as an Xbox One user, what does that mean for me? do I have to get an X or an S? Like I was honestly debating just running out and getting a little shitty S just so I could have access to this stuff. But then it comes, it turns out, you know, like, and here's PlayStation doing the exact opposite, basically t pulling all their titles back and saying, we're going to make them cross gen compatible. So yeah. God of War, you thought Valhalla was going to be, or Ragnarok was going to be this. Guess what? It's now uh, playable on the PS4. Yeah. So they were completely walking back a lot of yeah. stuff that I just assumed. Yeah. So it was an interesting spot to see that and to see the reactions. Now Xbox obviously has come forward and say, you can stream the game. But I don't know how well their streaming service is really working yet. And I yeah. hope by the time some of these major titles start hitting, if it's trash, then they're forcing the market to go up to the X, which isn't a bad thing. Like I get it. I hope there's there's a stock for everybody. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm very interested to kind of see where we end up around that time, just because like by then, you know, hopefully there'll be more units available for people. But at the same time, you know, it's something that we've talked about so much that you know we. We, I think you and I know what Microsoft's strategy is, right? It's going to be the no yeah. console console. It's going to be the cloud. Like, let's yep. let's be honest. That's where they're going. That's that's the goal. Yeah. But and I, it's I weird. think they're seeing COVID enabling that. A yes. Lot more. But it's weird because Sony seems to be doubling down on console. You need the console. And this is one of those places that's a little bit uncomfortable as a video game fan because I got to say, Sony more often than not gets it right. Even when they don't, they get it right. History has shown, right? Like, you look at, at the Vita ahead of its time. Yeah. You look at the PS3, people crapped on that. 
actually it was somewhat revolutionary the that was completely backwards compatible to the two and the one it had a lot of advanced features it just missed on the chat yeah right so and that's where xbox capitalized now i i look at it and i go you know and sony's plate like network was free for a long time they were very progressive in the space and to see them clinching on something now, sometimes Sony gets shit wrong, like Here's... proprietary memory cards and yeah. <laughs> things like that, and all the different formats. But I don't know if they're getting it wrong when it comes down to collectors want to collect, yeah, and and people want physical copies; they want to own their product, yeah. Because there is an interesting argument about the cloud, and let's say you're playing a game, and let's say. Bethesda gets, or, you know, Microsoft spins out the company and loses the rights to some of that stuff. And then it disappears off the cloud. Did you ever have it? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if Stadia loses a deal with a publisher and the publisher pulls back Red Dead Redemption and all their other titles that are on there, was it ever yours in the first place? Exactly. Now, you know, where, what else is, where else this is going to be very interesting? Password sharing. Mm-hmm. I know that they have systems against it, but there are ways around it, you know? So yeah. it'll be interesting to kind of see like how they attack that and how they, you know, what well, they want. Effectively, but here's the thing also. Go ahead, yeah. sorry. No, effectively, my concern is this. What's, if, if this works well, what's my necessity to ever upgrade to an Xbox X? There isn't. Right? Like, if my... If my one cooks, I'm just going to go buy another one from EB for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just start plugging into that. And away I go. Like, I get it. Microsoft wins ultimately because they're getting the monthly. But they're going to be completely out of, especially if they're publishing sticks with Game Pass on it. Yep. That plug into your TV. Like, th th that would really be the death kneel on their product line and ugh, as much as i could complain about sony's checkered history on some proprietary stuff if you look at microsoft it's an absolute graveyard as well oh 100 it's microsoft remember zune yeah exactly but like these products the thing, were though. big and then they disappeared <laughs> here's the thing though and this is where sony is at the ultimate disadvantage sony is sony Sony makes consumer mm -hmm. electronics. Microsoft is a essentially a software vendor, you know? Yeah. Um, and they have different divisions, like their cloud, Azure, and stuff like that. They have the leg oh, up yeah. on technology against Sony. So, you know, when people start bitching that Sony is behind and shit like that, they better be. Microsoft better be kicking their ass when it comes to technology. But the funny part is that they're not. And that's the scary part. And that just goes to show you how siloed and the grand scheme of it, how unimportant Xbox is to Microsoft. Yeah, it, it really Because is. let's be honest, Phil. If Phil Spencer was a... I'm not saying he's not. But if he really wanted to just destroy the competition, he could. He fucking could. Call it all hands meeting and say, look... Let's bring all this Microsoft technology into the consumer electronic division of Xbox. And then boom, you know? Yeah. 
No, as long as the board approves it, away they go. As long as the investment is is approved, like they have the limitless pockets. They the funny thing is, is that they could go buy Sony. Yes, and not even blink. Yep, like that's the thing, right? Like Sony could be plucked at any point in time by Amazon, by you know what I mean. Like anybody Apple. could. Apple could just come and say, "I want to have the ability." to uh uh control everything that you do yep that's it and then they just own it and they win now we have video games yep alexa like, stop i <laughs> <laughs> love it but isn't that scary like isn't that insane like yeah it's i'm interested to kind of see where we go from here um you know i've seen We'll talk a little more about this on Sunday, but let's just touch on it right now. The Nintendo Direct from Tuesday. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of negative uh, people and a lot of negative news. like A lot of negative Nancys against it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know that it was the best thing I ever saw, but it was definitely entertaining. It was better but than I just Capcom's. Find- Oh God, yeah, it was better than Square Enix, even though I see a lot of conflicting reports on that one too. Yeah, right, where people are like, they love the Guardians of the Galaxy idea, they hate it, all this kind of stuff. So it, it's interesting. I, I I think Nintendo did. I was hoping, and I try not to have any expectation. Yeah, I was really hoping that they would drop the info on the Switch Pro. Yeah, just because I'm sick of hearing about it. That's all. I just want it like React yeah. done. Bill, I'm telling you, they're looking at production. That's the holdup. It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. It's production. They don't want to fall in. Nintendo doesn't want to fall into the same trap as Sony and Microsoft. It's Nintendo. You know, Nintendo needs to be available, readily available. You know, they don't want to have these semiconductor and other issues. So I bet you any money that they're looking at the production lines and seeing, hey, can we get enough out for our fans? Um, you know, and the other thing that I was tell I was talking to someone about and like her and I were having this conversation about like, you know, the lack of big announcements at this year's E3. Like there was a ton of announcements, but you know, and and my my nephew and I were also having this con this conversation, and that was around, you know, yeah, there was a big announcements, cool stuff, but it was nothing earth shattering, right? And I'm like, let's mm-hmm. let's remember, COVID, and also delays, and everyone has seen the debacle that was Cyberpunk 2077, and people and companies are just scared shitless to make announcements right now. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. I, I, I know that Nintendo are extremely sensitive about their perception in the market. So that alone is justification for, you know, if you're having supply chain issues, like I imagine they are. Apple are very similar, right? And look at them. They, they held back last year on product because they were, like, especially uh, 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 the iPhone 12. Yeah. They delayed that over the regular launch date yep. because they were just simply concerned about being able to satisfy the market. And they even had to break that up into two segments. Yep. So these are all very calculated things by these companies. And, you know, look, look, 
let's be plain too about when we're talking about the idea that Sony could be just snatched up, especially their their video game end of it. But Nintendo could also possibly, if they were you know open to it, be acquired as well and absorbed. It's another company when you start looking at the scale of other companies. Yeah. I don't know, you know, how manageable a real aggressive buyout would exactly. be for them. We're, we're so just talking like just from a, from a dollars and cents point of view, right? Yeah, I, but Nintendo are, are really, they don't really disclose, I don't think, a lot of capital earnings. No. Like when The one thing that is shocking about them when I said that, I was thinking about when we recap top video game sales and how much Nintendo are there. Yep. Like they they do have a bit of the lion's share of yep. of software sales. <laughs> yep, and we're not even like really count like looking at what the market is in Asia and Japan particular. Right, like it's yeah, it's a whole different ball game out there. Yeah, I'd be curious. Maybe that's something that we could do one episode is take a deep dive on the actual financials. That would that would necessitate Tyler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. Not only do you need to understand the, the, the actual numbers, but you need to understand the context of the numbers. Yeah. Um, so. What was I going to say? I forgot what I was. Oh, yeah. Uh, reading anything? Probably not. Uh, I finished Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And that book, uh, Tyler's correct. They definitely made some choices. <laughs> some shocking choices. All right. So... I don't I don't want to spoil it because it is still a as far as books go a relatively new book. Yeah. But it um it uh was not the Martian. It was still it was it had elements like the Martian, the numbers, the science, the matter of fact writing style, the dry wit and humor, the uh exposed realities that it doesn't shy away from. Those yeah. were all very much prevalent. It's just there were some twists and turns in that book that I was just like, really? And to hear it voice acted was mind blowing, to be honest, by the yeah. same guy. Like it was just one guy. Yeah. And I also started listening to The Sandman by Neil Gaiman, uh, the audio book, the audio play. The audio play. Which has a proper production. Yeah. And that's fantastic. It's bloody fantastic. It makes me so excited about the Netflix show. Yeah, so, I can't wait. I cannot wait for that yeah. show. To be honest, like I've forgotten so much Sandman. I just know that it scratched an itch for me and I have all the original issues and I'm deathly afraid to open them. Of course. Which means I have to reacquire them in some yeah. kind of form in probably digital Trade. format. Trade. I also bought uh, all of Sweet Tooth and started reading that. And that is not disappointing me at all. I know. I told you. Yeah, uh, the first episode, just the first issue alone, makes the show look so slow. <laughs> right? It's yeah. funny. Uh, I was well, having like, that conversation with someone actually this week that, like, you know, the the for like the comic is just like just insane how much happens each issue. Yeah, it, it doesn't shy away from anything. Now that being said, I really like what they did with the show still. Yes. My fear on purchase here is the fact that I'm super worried that it won't get a second season. <laughs> I know, right? And I don't want to not 
pursue it. Yeah. Because if I if if it comes to a year later or three months later, and Netflix sneaks in that announcement and we cover it as news, it Sweet Tooth is gone for me at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're now riding I'm the like, wave right now. Yeah, I I just I bought them all right in the omnibus, yeah. uh, three books. So I'm just like, hey, guess what? They're always there for me to read. I'm catching a little bit of what they're cooking for season one and how it translated. So I really respect the crap out of that. And then I can choose to further that wave or I can wait on the news or whatever, right? Like I can, I can choose how I want to go forward with it. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. So that's, uh, that's the book uh, end for me. Yeah. I'm not reading anything right now. I got to get back on, on, on my reading. It just, yeah. After work, I'm just fried. Um, I was looking at Diamond's lists and their sales figures for the various companies and like the top whatever, top selling list that they have. Here's an interesting thing. Watchmen, the original Watchmen, shows up on top uh, trade paperback, not once, but twice. Different versions of it are top sellers. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Why? Why what? I'm just curious. Why? Why is it back on top? Like on the uh, top list? Just because it's the Watchmen? Because it's timeless? Because of the show? No, all those are legit reasons. I just wonder if maybe there's like something else, like something sinister in people's minds or something going on where they're like, hey, who watches the Watchmen, right? The, the whole something dark brewing in people's fantasy minds. Yeah, because the Watchmen's pretty pretty politically bleak, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not the kind of book you open up to feel happy about life, <laughs> or the TV show to watch. Oh, the TV show is absolutely fantastic and so much gravity for what's happening in today's world. But especially that opening scene. Yeah, it it's just to me. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's me reading into it too much, but it's just funny that two versions of it come up. Right. Because when I started rewatching the show, I took a break. Like, obviously I took that year long break from it. I reengaged with it. And what was the first thing I did? I'm not even going to bother looking for my trade paperback of the graphic novel of Alan Moore's Watchmen. I just bought it digitally. Yeah. I was like, screw it. You know, five bucks. Who cares? You know, it's, it's a that's what I mean. Book. It, it, it shows up a couple times, but like, yeah, it's so it's it to me it's just like, you know, this graphic novel is just like it's timeless and it just keeps selling. It's amazing. It's yeah. just absolutely it's amazing. It's well worth the read. Oh, 100%. well worth the read. I'm pretty sure yeah. 90% of our listeners have read it in some shape way or form. And if you haven't, read it. Also read yeah. The Sandman. <laughs> yes, by Neil Gaiman. <laughs> yep, it's a great one. Um It is. Watching. What are you watching? Oh, been a slow week on the TV front for me, my friend, with the video Same. games and the reading. Same. And like, obviously, Bad Batch I watched. We'll talk um, about that in a minute. We're going to leave Loki yeah. and Bad Batch too. Exactly. Those were the two real major right. eyeballs. So then nothing else. Um, I watched on Netflix a movie called Saint Maud. It's on Netflix. Doesn't have anyone that you really know. Um, you know, so it's just one of those movies. 
and it's basically about this nun who works in a long-term care, but, you know, she's one of those house, she does house visits, she live in, um, palliative care nurse, oh. and, uh, yeah, and essentially she's gone through trauma, we kind of get a glimpse of the trauma she's gone through, and she obsesses with her current, um, patient, and it's kind of like misery meets the exorcist meets fight club how do you find this stuff how, you know what's you know it's actually hilarious it's hilarious that you even asked me that it's my friend jane she's the one who always tells me hey you should watch this I'm like okay <laughs> and it's like the most demented weird shit that you can possibly imagine She's the one who got, she's the one who said, hey, I'm watching this movie. You should watch it too. It's called Oxygen. Oh, God. It was so <laughs> funny too. My brother comes to me and he's like, tell me about some Liam Neeson movie. He's like, it's, he's got amnesia and he doesn't know about his old life. And it's on Netflix. And he's just describing it. And he's like, you can't even imagine how he reconciles all this and the twists and the turns. And I'm like, I got you beat. Oxygen, man. Imagine being locked in a cocoon and figuring all that out. Yeah. And then, yeah, the end just like puts a knife in your brain and splits it open. Yep. Yep. Like, the fact that that movie had a happy ending still makes me laugh. Yeah, I know, right? It's after everything. <laughs> um, just, but yeah, she's. You know what I enjoyed? Oh, sorry. this is the reason why. I have very weird movie recommendations right now. Because when we chat at like 2, 3 in the morning, she's like, I am watching this. You should watch it. <laughs> yeah, can't sleep after. wonder why. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Remember there was there was a, a movie when I watched Oxygen. It reminded me of another movie that I really enjoyed that was kind of cheesy. And that was the one called uh, uh, with Chris Pratt called Passengers. Yeah. And uh, uh, who is the other one that the 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 girl chick. who played Miss the chick? Yeah, on, yeah, on on X Men. And anyhow, I just forget her name right now. But that was a fun little movie about you know sleeping and trying to get to another place in the universe and yep. and all of that and waking up and you know there's yep. a lot going on in there. So exactly, I'm just saying that was a little more of a lighthearted approach to subject matter in the same ballpark so yeah oxygen <laughs> something else but yeah saint maud you should watch it i i don't think you should watch it phil i don't think no. it's a movie for you no <laughs> no no i like having my eyes being able to be closed and not you know consider that i'm going to be executed or something like that that's Dude, why i like star wars Come like on. i said misery meets um exorcist meets fight club Interesting, but yep. not for me. Uh, yep. But I did pick up uh, the newest Alien book this week too. So, oh, nice. Number four. I haven't finished number three, but uh, it's is Marvel doing it well with that? They're not doing poorly by my <laughs> Alien reading. But really, um, the 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 bar is so low with Alien, right? Well, Dark Horse did a pretty fantastic job with it. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. I collected everything that Dark Horse did for a lot, like a lot of things. When yeah. I, that's number two in my collection is that compared to like Sandman number one, number two is Dark Horse. 
aliens and the aliens versus predator and all that kind of crossover stuff. Um, this I is interesting the, because it's a little more canon esque. Mm-hmm. This this book it's a little more into the Wayland Industries right story. Interesting. Oh, um, before we move on to Loki and the Bad Batch, I have a question for you. Um, uh-huh. Last year, last week, last weekend was the 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Now we missed it. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Jason Agnew, he does a trivia show on News Talk 1010, and one of the questions he posed on the show is a question that I'm going to pose to you. What is Harrison's Ford, Harrison Ford's most iconic character? Iconic? Most iconic character. Like, to you, well, like, which one do you think? There's no answer. I just want to know what you think. Yeah, that's subjective. Um, because I know that some people would say, um, Blade Runner. Oh, but that was just one movie. I know. And to be honest, like that movie got better with the director's cut. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you oh, look at the, the original actual, release, was it released, was not popular. No, because it was narrated, right? Like yeah. it was, it was a bit of a hot mess. Um, so I would have obviously a difficult time choosing between the obvious two is Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And I think, to be honest, aside from young young me being jealous of the fact that Han had a, a relationship with the somewhat confused Princess Leia, <laughs> I think probably, even though, and you know this about me, and I've said it on the show, I don't like the 20s and 30s at all. Yep. So I would probably say Indiana Jones because I got three relatively quick movies with a lot of Harrison Ford in them. Yeah. I, whereas he's a part player in star Wars. That's, that's exactly my reasoning. So I say I pick Indiana Jones because he is Indiana Jones and the movie is Indiana Jones. He is the movie without him. There's no movie. Whereas in star Wars. Yeah. He's one of the probably like the third fourth, third biggest character outside of Darth and Luke. Um, mm-hmm. but, and Leia. You know, yeah, but he's above Leia. I don't know, man. Carrie Fisher. He's above Leia. She was a strong woman. She was a strong woman in movies when strong women weren't yeah, represented. You're right. You're right. Well, I want to um, give her kudos for that. Because that, that, we didn't have aliens at the time. We didn't have Sigourney Weaver kicking ass yeah. like Princess Leia did from the first movie in Star Wars. Like, here's the thing. You can struggle with character development over a series all you want, right? Like, we could argue that Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark is not the Indiana Jones that's in the Temple of Doom or in yeah. the Last Crusade. Because... It was called Raiders of the Lost Ark. It wasn't called Indiana Jones exactly. and the Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. It's Raiders All of right, the Lost so he Ark. solidified the brand in Raiders and grew into it progressively over two sequels that somewhat got better as far as that character went. I love right? how because, you say two sequels. Yeah, well, sequel movies. There whatever. was a fourth. Yeah. There was a fourth. There was a fourth, and we're choosing, like, we can acknowledge it, but it, it def- that definitely struggled. Yeah. Right. It's still a good movie in the sense that it's fantasy. 
right? But I just think that they were trying to achieve too much and, and had too little in the gas tank. Yeah. And there's going to be a fifth movie, right? And God yeah. knows what that's going to be. If Indiana but, Jones doesn't die, I will be shocked. Yeah, true. Like, um, I feel like Harrison but, Ford just wants to say, fuck you all. I'm done with these characters. Yeah. Let's kill them <laughs> so I can't it. play them anymore. <laughs> Give me another 50 million. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's that moment in, in Indiana Jones when the guy's doing the sword thing and Indiana Jones just pulls the, the gun, gun and shoots yeah. him. Yeah. That was Indiana Jones. But that that's Harrison Ford. I know, but that it took him all of Raiders of the Lost Ark to get to that moment and make that movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And the you know what I mean? part like, about that is that you know that that was not scripted, right? Like that's Harrison Ford. Exactly. Like that's yeah. what I love about the most, probably the most iconic, one of the most iconic scenes um, you know, faces melting is probably more iconic. But one of the most iconic scenes in Raiders was that, you know, the gunshot to the knife fight. And um, yeah. yeah, apparently it was just scorching hot. Harrison Ford said, fuck it. And he took out his gun, shot the blank, and the actor played along with it, and they kept it. Yeah, and, you know, just like, I love you. I know, right? Yeah. Like, those are honest Harrison Ford moments. But I think that those moments are born out of the fact that I think up till that point, the probably earlier work would have said that this movie is going to be called the temple of doom. Yeah. And the Indiana Jones wasn't going to be as big. Yeah. And then the Indiana Jones became fire filled and multicolored. You know what I mean? And that became the marquee. Which was your favorite of the four? Oh, pro- like I got to say, I have a tough time choosing between temple of doom and the last crusade. <laughs> Same here. I love temple of doom just because it's so quirky and so different from Everything else, yeah, it's pretty highly offensive too, and it's nowadays, yeah, <laughs> and it's recollective racism type thing. But um, yep. the thing is, though, at the time of being a kid, like you have to remember the proximity as a child for me, because you had all these movies. You had Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Raiders of the Lost Ark slipped under the radar a little bit just because we didn't know, like we knew that to pay attention to it, but we didn't know it was really there. Yeah. But when Indiana Jones and the, and, and the temple of doom hit, I had the novel. I had the comic book. I had everything to do with Indiana Jones in my life that could be public, like purchased on my, my, my money. I could yeah. like, that was it. That was my focus. And then I just really liked the last crusade for the banter between him and Sean. Sean Connery. Yeah. Like that, that's gold too. Like yep. yep. Two people Agreed. accomplished. And and you sandwich in, like I was reading Starlog at the time, you sandwich in all the, the hype that was coming from Blade Runner as well. Yeah. And it was just a undeniable presence as far as Harrison Ford goes about his penetration in the 80s. And he went on to become one of the most highly uh, uh, paid actors of the 90s, I think. Yep. He was. But 80s really solidified his iconic nature. And that was a lot in a short amount of time. You could not go anywhere in the 80s without talking about Harrison Ford. Yeah. Crazy. All right. With that said, let's move on to the Bad Batch. Phil, what did you think? Uh, That was a good episode this week. Yeah, I liked it. Um, 
I really enjoyed the fact that we had the call out to uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. That was, that made a rather mundane episode up until that point for me um, intoxicatingly good. But here's, we. I think we were talking about this last week and the show itself is building right now and it's, I know it's going to yeah. get better. I know season two or three, it's going to be amazing. But right now we're kind of setting the scene right now. Um, but if it wasn't for the callbacks, for the references, oh man, I would struggle with this show big time. Yeah, as far as as far as what it's able to deliver on content, it's it's still it's trying to deliver a lot on characters. The characters are still fleshing out. There's nothing bad about this show whatsoever, but I think I could see some people having a tough time if they've never watched Star Wars before, uh, Star Wars cartoon before they might be wondering why all the hype, right? So, um, and even then, if they don't watch a lot of Star Wars, they're probably still wondering why all the hype because they're not getting these inside baseball references. Yeah. Um, But apparently this week's episode, Tomorrow's Drop, has a character of note appearing in it. Yes. So it's going to be, it sounds like it's heating up. It's only got another, after this, five episodes left. And then season one's done. Yep. So the episode titles have leaked for the month of July. And that's it. So it's interesting. I, you know, I, I, it's, I, I, I have problems with the show, but not enough that I'd complain about them. Yeah. Same here. I'm, I'm, it's just the melodrama of Omega, right? Yeah. Yeah. Until I start getting something more concrete about what her contribution is. I'm left with more questions and answers. Like how, how is it that certain clones don't know about her? How is it, you know, she's lived this invisible life on Camino. Um, and is she accelerated or not? Unfortunately, like, the other, the biggest question I have is if Omega is going to play such a big part, why have we never heard or seen or anything? Be, you know, it, like, and, and, and like, this is, look, it's an issue with shoehorning. In yeah. the timeline, Rogue One suffered it. from this as well. And I they get had it. To do yeah, drastic stuff to make sure that it didn't ruin yeah. the forward. Yeah, but that being said, if she does have accelerant growth in her, like the clones do, that means she might expire. Yeah, before because the thing is that I keep on getting caught with this show is it is way before. Yes, Star Wars. Yeah, way, way before. before. Way before. So we're we're talking, you know, literally 20 years. minutes after episode three. Yeah. Right? Like this is twenty so, years before. Yeah. So she potentially could live to the ripe old age of thirty, which might be sixty or ninety, or you know, seventy five by clone's age. Yep. So the only clone that we know that didn't get the acceleration growth was Boba Fett. Yeah. So I, I don't know how that all reconciles but then, with canon, but maybe there's an event and she obliterates or, or goes somewhere. Maybe she goes like Ezra and Thrawn <laughs> some other place. Fucking whales. And Ahsoka goes after them and then shows up after everything's done. Yeah. After the galaxy has reconciled the biggest force of evil in the world, she was off chasing space whales. <laughs> <laughs> how convenient. Yeah, but in another way, 
that's Star Wars, right? The, the same way that you have to accept that there's going to be a stupid CGI monster somewhere in it or some a signal of horror mm-hmm. that George has an affinity for. Yeah. You know, the trash compactor mar- monster, the yeah. thing that eats R2-D2 in Dagobah, the yeah. Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. You know, there are these iconic things, the, 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 the Rancor monster, which we saw in that episode earlier yeah. of... You know, supposedly they changed, they retconned that. So Moshi is now that Rancor monster when they told us it wasn't a girl, it was a guy. But anyhow, um, that's part of Star Wars. And doing this kind of thing is part and parcel of being a fan. And I would suggest parking some of the reality picking and just enjoy it for what it is. It's a show. that's exactly it. I'm not trying to be tough on it. I'm just asking these questions. And it's, you know, it's something that I struggle with regardless whether it was good or bad right like you know um like you know it's it's like something that doesn't none of this keeps me up at night but it's questions i have like with the accelerant how is rex in return of the jedi you know like stuff like that yeah i know right like that's legit (laughs) maybe he was a later but here's the thing here's the thing having said that i think it's cool that they were able to fit it in. But when you think about the logic and the rules that they set in the Clone Wars, it doesn't make sense. But, but here's it's cool. The thing, right? It's cool. You know what that you know what that's all bound out of? It's the fact that some fan pointed out that there was an old like a guy yeah, with a white beard that looked like I a clone. I know. And then they said, sure, that was him because it made people happy. Yeah. That was that was just an easy win on the PR front, right? I Where know. they're like, "Yes, it's an interconnected universe." George had no freaking clue. <laughs> but <laughs> you're a nice old man. You hit a demographic. Put on this outfit. Carry a gun. Shoot some death bears. It's that <laughs> simple. <Death bears>. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? Um, How do else do you describe the Ewoks? They eat people. I know. <laughs> Death bears. Let's for, like, let's how not, did they get a dress? Princess Leia's size. If they didn't eat somebody that was Princess Leia's size previously. <laughs> oh man, I want to watch. Like, you know, I want it. Quentin Tarantino or David Lynch to direct a real Ewoks movie. <laughs> I know, right? They're, oh, they're bloody killers. They're bloody killers. The death it, bears. I'm telling you, it would be like the most horror horror film ever. One time, I want to actually watch and deconstruct the Barney Stinson Ewok theory with you on this show. Oh, my God. Yes. Because <laughs> you would fall into one category and I fall into the other. It would be but, hilarious. No, no, no. no. Actually, I, by age, I fall into one category. However, my brother, remember, mm. I, he's... Yeah. He's... Before the line, so so I, I well fall we'd have in. to go. We can plant a trap for Tyler. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, because I know he doesn't listen to us. <laughs> I know, right? So I'm like, hey, all right. There's so got to be a way that we for can our do listeners, that. just so that they know what we're talking yeah. about and how I met your mother, Barney Stinson. You know, the Playboy, blah 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 blah. Neil Patrick Harris. He has theories for everything, and his theories are usually outlandish. Until they involve Star Wars. And 
In one season, he was talking about the age of his girlfriend, and he thought that she was older than she really was because she didn't. Liked. Or, yeah, because she liked Ewoks. So his theory is... We got to rewatch it because it's been so long. His theory is basically if you're from X age and older, you didn't like them. If you're from X age and younger, you did like them. We'll sort it out. We'll have this discussion with Tyler. We're going to, it's going to be Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta Jones, entrapment. Um, and we're going to, yeah. we're going to see how this goes. If we could get them on some pain meds or something, it'd be even better. Oh, fuck. <laughs> just make pain meds and boozing up. Like our Christmas Yeah, just shows. like 12 days of Christmas, yeah. By the way, I love how this episode is longer than our news episode now. I know. It's kind of crazy. This oh, is the issue. By the way, How I Met Your Mother is available on Disney+. Plus. And <laughs> Netflix in Canada. And Netflix in Canada. Um, You know what? I want to watch the Disney episodes. Because in Netflix, they oh. remove all the CGI. Okay. And I wonder if they recut them or re-edit them or put warnings on. Because they had to put warnings on. Yeah, they had to put warnings on the Muppet Show. But it's stars, not Disney Plus. It's stars, not Disney Plus. Good point. Yeah, but still, it's Disney Plus. Yeah. Because they put those warnings on the Muppet Show. Exactly. Just wonder where the line is. I guess, yeah, stars. I had to opt into adult content. Exactly. Same here. Did you notice how much was available oh. under adult content. I know, right? But the thing is, it kept on prompting me. Are you sure you're yeah. an adult? Yes, I'm a freaking adult. Yeah. You know what's a good got service? got my credit card number. You know what's a good service? You can have it as an add-on with Amazon or Crave, and it stars with a Z. Z for Canadian mm. friends. Um, mm. Really good movies. They have space balls. Need I say more? I bought that. Uh, I have like oh, 20 versions deal. of that. Yeah, well, I've got the DVD, but I bought it on Google Movies. Oh, I love it. It's I love honestly Google one movies. of my favorite movies. The, one of the best things about Google Movies is that you just fire up Netflix and or fire up um, YouTube and all your movies are there. Yeah. So if yeah. something has YouTube on it, you get your shit. It's great. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I'm well aware of this. Let. Oh, yeah. I know that we're just like, just whatever this episode. We're way off the trail this week. <laughs> doesn't matter this is how our midweek episodes are going to be buddy um and <laughs> listeners so I, I know you people like our banter so just get used to it um the <laughs> midweek episode sorry what were we talking about <laughs> yeah midweek episodes are going to be banter heavy what are we talking about what are we talking about i'm going to yell out to my home assistants <laughs> what oh youtube so i'm at someone's house at like six in the morning Completely trashed. Trashed. Beyond. <laughs> really? I should not be morning. saying this story, actually. <laughs> Knowing who I know listens to this show. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I want to hear this so bad right now. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to remove a lot of stuff from this. Okay, I'm just going to get to the point. The point, <laughs> the moral of this story is be careful what you have on YouTube Premium. Oh. <laughs> Because when you log on at someone else's home, boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could tell you stories, but uh, I won't. But, yeah. <laughs> you see where I was I, going I with you this. You know, you know, it was really funny, though, too. You got to be careful of what video games you have in your collection. Yes. 
for the same reason. Yep. Because I don't know what it's called anymore, but I had some Japanese game <laughs> that was all about like underwear and stuff. And oh, it was just God. a bad scene. And oh, someone's Phil. like, you bought that? And I'm like, oh, geez. Like, I thought it was something else. It's about vampires. Like, <laughs> it was not good. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. It's funny, though. You know, those things you kind of laugh at. So I'm just Anyways. saying, like, games are games. Movies are movies. Be careful. Be careful where, where you share. log on to your services. And make sure you log out. Mm-hmm. I would strongly suggest, as a professional in the IT industry, that you do not use your home Google account on Chrome with your work Chrome. <laughs> I'm yes. just saying. I, hey, I separate them for many reasons. Yeah. I have, have a home one if you're going to watch the naughty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I so, think you guys can see some of that. <laughs> and what a weird timeline we're in. Speaking of timelines, TVA, Loki, episode two. Yes. Dude, I fucking love this show. Um, Owen Wilson and uh, uh, what's his face? Loki. What's what's the actor's name? Oh, Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Amazing. Tom Hiddleston. Their chemistry is absolutely amazing. Well, I can I can tell you, like, yeah, they're great. They're just great because... Who's Mobius again? What's the actor again? You just said it. Owen. Owen Wilson, right? Is that it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was in a movie called Bottle Rocket way back yes. in the day. Yes. And that was like his first movie that I ever saw him in. And I was just like, this guy's going to be big. Like this guy's, this guy's is so big. I forgot his name there, but I do enjoy <laughs> his films. I really do. He's got one of the most distinct looks and distinct styles. Yeah, he, he strikes me a lot like uh, Woody Harrelson. Yes, like you just know when he's in something that he's yep. going to bring a certain quality, and he always does. Wedding Crashers. So, yeah, it, it's it's fun to see them go. To be honest, though, the show isn't really rocking me yet. I'm starting to get concerned about it's falling into the same thing as uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which that, is. Um, like the penultimate episode type thing that you've brought up is certainly starting to weigh in on me. And secondly, the fact that, uh, that just with the bat, how they're dealing with the bad guys, in yeah. these Disney shows. Yeah. Like it, it's so clear that the timekeepers are the bad guys. In this. Yeah. Like, even in the first episode, that was what we walked away with. And then well, we don't see them. The fact the whole episodes that, and the fact eh, that the timekeepers, never wanted the Avengers to assemble. That is a huge warning sign. Yeah. But but you know what I mean about about with Falcon and Winter Soldier? Like the the bad guy was there all along. Yeah. And then the bad guy was there all along in WandaVision. Yeah. And I just can't help yeah. but feel like there's gonna be this point that we turn around Loki and go, and the bad guy was there all along. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So all right. I'm a little bit worried about that. I just it's a tough it's a tough subject that they're broaching and they're doing it well. Yeah. Here's the thing. Time time travel can turn a lot of people off. Time travel can throw a lot of people off. The multiverse. I'm still very interested interested to see what, what how people take to the multiverse. Yeah. It's 
Well, next week we're going to know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have a feeling that something's going to happen in this movie. Between this movie and WandaVision, that's where we get the multiverse of madness. Because notice that right away in episode one, they talk about Nexus events. And yeah. Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, is a Nexus being. Yep. Yeah, they so. were very specific about that. That's true. Yeah. And that that's there's a lot at play here. I, I don't know that we're starting to see that Jeopardy slope that we've talked about on the show. And that is really, is this all too much for audiences to handle? Is the overcomplication of the Marvel Universe ultimately going to be something that pushes people away from it in some capacity? Yeah. We should talk to non-geeks, people who just watch this stuff for the sake of watching well, this that, stuff. That's what I'm getting this from, is people who are not invested no, I know. on the level. I know like people who just already. Don't- actively pushing back on me they're like i know who, people who just bullshit. don't like these shows yeah to be honest loki i'm struggling a little bit with it doesn't hold me but mm-hmm. it's not bad i'm not not liking it it's just that i i, I missed swaths of this episode because i found work more interesting which has yeah. never happened before <laughs> yeah Loki, here's the thing with Loki, and we talked about this before the show even started, that it's one of those shows that, you know, because it deals with the multiverse, they're going to be given some freedoms, um, and they'll be able to kind of be self-contained while at the same time being part of the MCU, and, you know, so far, they're trying to tell a cohesive story um, where Loki is essentially hunting Loki, and, you know, other stuff and other things and other people are going to be at play. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's only episode two um, yeah. on the news episode. We're going to talk about something very interesting. And that is the Wednesday release cycle of Disney and Disney yeah. shows. Yeah, it's changing the way Disney does stuff. But what did you think of the surprise reveal at the end of the episode? And we're going to put a spoiler warning up on this. And I know we're not going deep into an analytical rip but last night i got a panicked text message from a friend because he had not experienced lady loki before right um i like it and i'm you know i'm a little concerned where this is gonna go not because i don't like the character just because you know these the mcu doesn't know how to handle some of these characters properly yeah, I feel like. Do you think Lady Loki is another version of Loki, or do you yes. think Lady Loki is Loki's soul inhabiting a lady's body, the same way that she's transferring her soul to other people? I believe that. Oh man, that's a great question. I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I I haven't given it enough thought to answer that question just yet. And I will give. I will give credit to New York rock stars for allowing me into this brain space because they did kind of do a dive on that kind of question and it brought up two characters in the in marvel universe's past where there was like an actual female reincarnation of loki and then there was an actual like a a a loki character that was inhabiting the body of a female yeah and they couldn't figure out which was which in their kind of breakdown They've decided that they're just going to go with Lady Loki because it seems to be she's wearing the horns, even though one's yeah. broken. 
Yeah. There's a lot of deep dives that we could do and try to get to the bottom of, which absolutely means bullshit, <laughs> right? Because it's ultimately where the production crew want to go. Yeah. That determines all of this. It's not public opinion. And I, I don't really feel comfortable participating in, in that audience of, of the being a voice of that. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. It's an interesting question, though. It is. Like, what? I hope we get an answer to it. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't need an answer to it. So That's the thing. I feel like we're trying to figure everything out and everything needs to have a beginning, middle, and an end in the MCU. But the reality mm-hmm. in real life, and this is why I love David Lynch and David Lynch movies, is because he kind of keep a lot of stuff open. Not everything has an answer. And he even tells you it's random, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes there's something to be said about that. Even when you look at a Quentin Tarantino movie, it doesn't always like there are parts of it that sew up, but there are a lot of things that are left open because look at, they don't they just serve the story in the capacity they're presented. Exactly. Look at Watchmen with that uh, stretchy dude that went into the sewer. Yeah. Yeah, true enough. True enough. You know, we'll never so know. Not everything needs to have an answer, at least for me. But yeah. if you want to drop us questions, answers, comments, Phil, do your thing. You can track us down on our website at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can basically find us everywhere a podcast exists. We are the It's Canon Podcast, and we are there. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and uh, leave a rate and review if the platform allows it. All right. Thank you so much for that, Phil. And thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for everything. Thank you for putting up with us. And again, I know people like the banter. People want to hear more banter. But on Sundays, we get to business. Midweek, we'll have a little more fun. Sometimes we'll be a little more, uh, I guess. Silly. Silly. Silly gooses. Sometimes we will be a little more more regimented. Exactly. But it is what it is. Because it's the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything, all things pop culture, all things geek. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Good night. Good night.